Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everybody. Welcome into Spare Change, part of Sack and Pennies, presented by Mobile One. Good to be with you from a sweltering hot Texas. Getting ready for race day with Corey Joy, Ryan Flores, Danielle Trotta here. Boys, a crazy Xfinity race for the cup race. Bubba's on the pole and a whole lot of questions about this hot, slick track. Corey, how was your run? Well, to start, I can't, I've heard sweltering twice in the last 12 hours and I probably haven't heard it ever in my life. So my wife told, she said it was sweltering when we got off the plane and I've been giving her hell about it the rest of the weekend. And you just said that it's sweltering, but okay, did apparently you, that's what it is. Did you give her hell because you don't know what the word means? I know what it means. I've just been using different renditions of sweltering too. I, I've been using it in the wrong context the rest of the weekend. But for all intents and purposes, it is hot as two rats in a wool sock down here in Texas. Yes. How did that affect the lap? We we unloaded pretty with a pretty good balance. I think we ended up set seventh in Group A. 12th overall, which Group A generally has a little more speed because the track's green, then it gets rubbered up for the second round of guys. And it kind of flip-flops for Group 2 in, in qualifying as the more cars run, the cleaner the track gets. As we saw, Group 2 times were significantly faster than Group A times. Went out 7th. I didn't get it all. I thought I got... I thought I laid a, a decent fairway lap down and just the car didn't have great speed. We were 27th. I left some speed on the table, but uh, you can't, you just can't uh, not go full commit. I mean, you got to send it. You got to, you can't leave 1% of effort on the table. Uh, if not, you're going to be rolling off deep 27th. So unfortunately we got a work cut out for us, but I like our long run speed and it's going to be even more super sweltering tomorrow or today when you're listening to this for track temps over 135 degrees. Ugh. It's going to be, it's going to be a, a, I mean, it's going to be hot in the pits. Uh, so, Flores, how do you guys keep cool on a day like tomorrow, today where it's just blazing hot? Find shade. Find shade as, uh, as, as much as you can, and it'll shift during the day. So as the sun goes down, you'll see everybody's seats start moving around the pit box wherever. Like, if it starts uh, just in front of it or, like, you know, if this, however the track's facing, you'll see guys start shifting. And then what we just have fans. But we're not like a bunch of sissies like the drivers. We don't need like a suit with a cooler on it and all that. Well, yeah, because you guys only work for eight and a half seconds about five times the entire day. So if I do five, eight and a half second stops tomorrow, I'm asking for a raise, son. It's going to be it's going to be wild. It's it's probably one of the hottest races we've had in, in, as long as I can remember. And Toyotas seem to be just getting collectively stronger as we go. Uh, we talked about it in our hauler. After practice, it's like, man, the Gibbs, particularly 2311, with Bubba no less. Generally, when we're talking about 2311, we're talking about the 45, but the 23 with a statement lap on the pole today. And this is probably a play, probably one of the hardest tracks to pass, as we saw that in the Xfinity race yesterday. 
uh, even the best cars can't make their way through the field. So Bubba has a great, great starting position there, 400 miles, but it's not going to be easy. There's a lot of good cars behind them. One of those cars, a couple of those cars, the the playoff drivers, I was a little surprised. I think the top Hendrick qualifying driver was Larson in 11th. How hard is it going to be to make up track position, Corey? Yeah, I wonder if this is going to be a scenario where you see guys super trimmed out to go lay a good lap down and, and qualifying and then not have enough downforce built in their cars to race, which I can go either way on that. I could probably make a case for both, but um, I rarely do you, do you see Kyle Larson be mired back in, in, you know, out of the top 10 for very long. He's going to make his way to the front. The other ones though, are, made me scratch my head with William Byron in 18. I think Clyde's rolling off in 29th. Uh, it, it doesn't take much. Guys, I talk about it every week. It doesn't take much to be a little bit off because the field is, is so much tighter than it has been. So I don't know. For, for me, the, the looking at, the, looking at the, the lap averages, even though that – so the five was pretty strong. He, he was one of the only ones that worked up in that lane two, like we saw in the Xfinity race, really get worked in well. Everybody was a little bit timid to go up there. Obviously, the five was not. So he was making some speed towards the end of his practice run. The one was pretty good. He, he had long run capability, and he's got a good starting position as well. But it's going to be. It's. I, I think the race, like we talk about every day or every week, the, the race can't be won on pit road, but it can be lost. But I think your pit crew can stack pennies and get you a couple spots and get you a position on the front row to win today. Well, it'll be, it'll be like it was last week too, right? We sat right here last week on Saturday and said – Kyle Larson was doomed. There's no way he's going to get track position. Then he about got stage points in the first stage, right? Like it's going to be as much about executing on pit road, but more about executing on top of the pit box. Because I think we saw last year, especially after what we saw in the Xfinity race today. And I'm like, I look at the 47, right? He busted his ass on his outlap. There's going to be cautions tomorrow. There's, it's not, it's most likely not going to run green. I know we saw tire issues last year, but you said that that seems to be fixed, but you're going to have to, this, this strategy is going to get flipped, right? Because you're going to be in a position at some point where the stage break's coming up, but you have enough fuel and there's a fuel window, but you just got tires. So you're going to be the, either the last car on on tires or the first car on four, the first car on two. So like to figure that out and see where it lands, uh, I think I think that's kind of been the tail of the tape to see where the where everybody shakes out. But with it being that hard to pass, I don't know how much left side tire is going to be worth. Right sides are definitely going to be a play later in the race. So I wonder if it'll be a – this is this is above my pay grade. It's the stuff that, that Sparks and my engineer look at in between Saturday night and Sunday is is how much, I guess, tire degradation or how much wear are you get on your tires. And if one, so, one side is wearing more or less, but if they're wearing fairly evenly, you might it might be a right-left, right play potentially late in the race to get your track position if you can hang on. Uh, but the track did widen out more than I expected in the Xfinity race, so I hope that it offers a little bit more passing opportunities for us because, and this track's so fast, and just the way it's configured now doesn't really lend its hand to generating a whole lot of runs. But I, I looked at, uh, I was watching, obviously, qualifying, but Ricky Stenhouse spinning out, coming up to speed. There's not very many moments where, you know, a professional race car driver shows the world that if you're sitting in the grandstands and you're a, probably a critic that you can't drive these cars. Like if you have a momentary lapse of concentration, 
you will bust your ass, even when you're only going 100 miles an hour in these cup cars. The tank so, car hit the fence getting up to speed, too, off of, off of two there. Dude, it's like just dirty. Got up the track's and... dirty. Yeah. Yeah, the track's dirty. We saw, I mean, we saw two guys first lap of the Xfinity race. The, the one in the 98 plowed it in the fence, bended both of their days. So uh, there's a little bit of cautiousness we're going to have to have uh, until that, that old resin is, is activated. You can get up there and actually start making speed. But, yeah, I, I, think, I think you will see guys on the verge of uh, – of slip and you're going to see some guys make mistakes tomorrow. What do you think? Who's your pick, Danielle? Who you like? My pick in our fantasy league on Sirius was Byron, but I pick last because I'm first in points. So first goes last. I had, no, um, I'm sorry. Yeah. I subtle with, brag. I like that. I like that. Subtle brag, Larry. Points leader. Thank you, Larry Mack. Um, I like Larson. I liked Byron. I liked Reddick. And I'll be honest. I, I almost pulled the trigger on the six and I was like, I'm not sure the mile and a half in the first round, like the RFK car struggled. And I was like, I don't know if they have the speed to compete at the one and a half Pratt and Chris Busher looked good in qualifying. I was like, dang, maybe I missed something. Uh, well, starting P2 and P3. So they actually have, looks like a pretty good lock on, on the field. I just love Chris Busher's style, man. He's just like, he just goes out there, gets the job done puts his cowboy boots on and he goes and drives and, and probably ropes a goat on the way home from work. Like that's just his style, especially down here in Texas home state race for him. He's jazzed up. He's probably got one of those, what do they think? Those long things that Cowboys have in their mouth, one of those wheat stalks sticking out of his mouth. You don't want to mess with Wranglers. He's definitely yeah. wearing Wranglers and a plaid shirt. Just yeah. stiff too. Stiff as a board. Nice wondering. little, nice little dip in there on the way to the airport. So yeah. based based on that, that hometown juice that Chris Busher is going to be having riding this weekend, I'm going with this. Stuff. It's a good pick. Flores. It's hard. It's hard. The Fords, man, the Fords blow my mind. And I, I know I work for a Ford team, but obviously that's way above my pay grade, the way they all work together. But you look at second and third, right, is 17 and the six. And usually, like, the Toyotas all kind of land together. The key partner Chevys all kind of land together. But you look at the Fords, they're second and third, and then the next one is Michael McDowell, who's not even a key partner team, at 17. Then you got to go to the next key partner, Ford is 20th, and Joey Logano, and all the Penske cars are behind him. So it's going to be a sweltering sweltering day on pit road. Speaking of um, sweltering, Corey, drinking word of the day, no alcohol for you, race day, got to be hydrated. Fast, fast questions. Uh, cool suit? Absolutely. Water, Gatorade, Celsius. What do you use in the car to keep hydrated? Uh, so I have worked a lot with this. I've tried a bunch of different combinations, right? You want water, water, just too much water just makes you sick to your stomach because there's no, no substance in it. Tried the Gatorade. It's got too much sugar in it. So I've landed on a product from called a company called 10 Performance. It's called Procarb. It's just a powder that's like it's thick. It's almost like the consistency of like a frosty, like if like a frosty was like a little bit melted and it's got low, it's got no sugar. It's got some carbohydrates. So my, my stomach doesn't get uh, empty. Like I don't, I'm not hungry after the race. So I'll go through a bottle every stop of that. And that's what makes me feel pretty good. So it's like an electrolyte carbohydrate mix. Can you hike during a lap or only hydrate on pit road during a stop? Just under caution. So if you get a long green run towards the end of the race and, you know, you're a, even a green flag stop, you can't even really reach down and grab a water bottle. Now, tomorrow would be a tomorrow would be a, a race where if I think we're pitted 
towards turn four. So as we stop pulling, if it's a green flag stop and you're starting to get hot and you know you're starting to be low on liquids, you will find your lights and you will try to get some, some liquid in you down the stretch of pit road, probably for the 10 to 12 seconds that you have to, I guess, quote unquote, rest. And then you try to find your cup holder and then you drop the, drop the gear and keep it moving. But yeah, I've got, two, I've got the second part to those questions. Um, maybe more important, maybe same importance. Do you wear your cool suit and your little charger thing that hangs out of your fire suit to driver intros? No, I, I, <laughs> okay. I, I don't know why. It's a terrible look. I don't know why guys do that. It, it's like, terrible. it's like, a, a what would be another, like a athletic. Wear your, wear, just wear your helmet, wear your Hans device to driver intros next. That time. would be the same thing. It, it's the gloves. same. Why don't you wear your gloves to driver <laughs> guys? It's the just same wait. thing. So what he's referring to, for those who don't know, there's holes. So your cool your cool shirt has this like umbilical type hose that comes out that plugs into the unit. Guys will just let it hang out and flop around during driver intros like they're just letting the thing hang out in the breeze. It's just it's like guy, tuck that thing in. What like you're indecent. I leave mine in my shirt and like it let it just go down and they'll hang down like in my fire suit like a normal person. And yeah, then when like it gets time to hybrid. go in the, it's like it's wearing like your hybrid. Short track, yeah. And someone wears their hybrid, do they in driver intros? It would be like going to the bowling alley and wearing your bowling shoes out of your house to dinner, <laughs> and then going to the bowling alley. That's yes. what it'd be. Like. Second question, you have to tell the truth on this one. Okay. With all this hydration talk, if you overhydrate, are you pissing in your seat tomorrow, or have you ever had to piss in your seat? Dude, I've been. Uh, the answer, I've never pissed in my seat. And that's a, that's a God honest, God honest truth. There's been times, especially at, uh, you, you drink a lot just out of habit on a race weekend, but you go to like a Daytona Talladega where you don't, there's, it's not really physically demanding. It's more mentally demanding and you're not really sweating a whole lot. I've legitimately raced the last 20 laps of a speeder race thinking if I crash, my bladder's going to explode. And I just cannot get myself, you know, how some people just have mental blocks of like peeing in the pool, can't do it. Like, I just can't do it. So I don't think you're gonna have a problem with that because you're going to, you're going to sweat between eight to 10 pounds tomorrow. I mean, you are going to be smoked. That's what, that's where I was going next, Corey. Let's put a bet over under nine. How much weight Corey loses in the car tomorrow? It'll be under that. It'll be, uh, it'll be, I didn't step on the scale before I left the house, but. It'll be a high end for me is like seven. So it'll be a seven, maybe eight pounder. How long does it take to get that back? Like Tuesday afternoon, you know, just try to catch up on your food, try to catch up on hydration. But yeah, you'll, that's why originally we started recording the podcast on Tuesdays just because you're so gassed. Now it seems like Denny flies his plane home from the race and literally drives straight to the podcast studio. So maybe he's more of a man than I am. I think it's in his house. I think it's that's yeah he has an unfair advantage <laughs> like they just do it he's sitting there in his bathrobe well i think dirty mo like built it at like it was at one end of the wing of the mansion like a, a wing that maybe wasn't being used he's got several of them over there that, that aren't used that's quite large <laughs> i yeah. just uh i just pulled up pit road map looking at your stalls tomorrow i hope you get off sequence because you're in between the three and the 16 mm -hmm. So that could yeah. be a pretty challenging day for you. You'll be down in pit stall 36. We don't have a great one. We're in between the 78 and the one car. Uh, the one's got an opening out. We're in 15. And obviously the 23 with pit stall one. The 17's got a great pit stall. Pit stall six with an opening out. So 
it's going to be an interesting day. Back to back to I don't know who to pick, Daniel. Maybe I'm gonna go with uh, I think I think because they haven't qualified, they didn't qualify in the poll, and are not in pit stall one. I'm gonna pick the twenty car. Oh, that's a great pick. I don't know, man. He was he was around the last lap of practice. I mean, he he was spun out. That car's on edge. Then he put it in the top ten. Well, obviously he's pretty good qualifier because he almost had was it four in a row, five five in a row. This would have been four in a row. I think that well, old cowboy was like, I'm gonna detune this thing because the pole hasn't been working out for us. Hey, Maybe cowboy, so. don't, don't get the pole, cowboy. Yeah, big, big guy. Adam Stevens. Yeah. I don't know if you can uh, make it to Texas without a stop at Buck. Ooh. I already been there once. Um, this was Kelly's maiden voyage to Bucky's. Her mind is blown. I think she was a Bucky's hater because anytime that we I've been, whether it be the motorhome or wherever, she stayed in the motorhome, watched the kids. I go in there like a kid in a candy store, literally, and get everything you need. Right? You get the brisket sandwich, you get a drink, you can get a hula hoop, a pellet grill, flip flops, a bucket hat, flip flops. Show us some of the swag. What'd you get, the kiddos? Well, I'm wearing a shirt right now. Bucky's Athletic Department. There's nothing athletic about the majority of the people that shop at a Bucky's, but I got the shirt. There's a also a pickled, like a jar of pickled sections, pickled okra, pickled olives, pickled this, pickled that. Got some pickled green olives, uh, jalapeno stuffed green olives. Those are banging. Really enjoy big pickle guy. He'll actually drink pickle juice for those. He's that. He's that guy. Yes. Uh, big pickle guy. I don't uh, know. I haven't had Bucky's pickles yet. I have to figure that out. I uh, got a couple shirts for the kiddos. Bucky's, Bucky's Beavers, great shirt, tie dye for Levi. You know, and then I got two Rhino tacos, iced coffee. My hands were full, and my heart was full. Bucky's makes me happy. I've never, been. you've never been. No, never been. Dallas, you been Dallas at the Meekum Ox. You'll be at the track. So on your way in. Something to do. Right well, look, no, no. Don't just like make it like plan your morning around it. Make if you were planning on leaving at nine, leave at eight thirty-five. Give yourself a full forty-five minutes to see it all. Okay. See the see the beef jerky section. See the, all the different t- types of trail mix they have in there. They have a tire wall full of meat rub. You can legitimately get whatever you could possibly want. I'm sure Robbie's a pro. He'll probably take you around, get you everything you need, but you do not want to miss the stop at Bucky's. Remember well, when we rained out and we stayed there for like four days, five days? <laughs> I got, I yeah. ate Bucky's 24-7 for five days in I the did. misty rain of Texas. Yeah. I still have beaver, beaver nuggets <laughs> somewhere in my digestive digestive tract. There's no <laughs> chance they're all gone. They kept Dude. NASCAR alive till about Wednesday. No doubt. You know what? I ate. You know why else we need to go? Because we have to get our boy a birthday present. Ooh. Where are you going? I'm gonna go to Bucky's first yeah. class. Oh. <laughs> just just get me just get me a gift card on it. An endless gift card. And oh. that would that would make no, my Oh, that's cheating. You gotta get like a Bucky's visor. No, like, like no, no. If you, I mean I can't tell you what to get, but Kelly had a great idea for Halloween is to get like the full-size Bucky zip-up pajamas with the hood that looks like a beaver. Get like a matching set of four for the family for Halloween. We didn't pull a trigger on it, but if there, I see a Bucky's between now and Halloween, best know that that's what's going to happen. You're giving us good ideas. Yeah, but I'm going to try to I'm try to get one more good run in me in my 31 years of age, turning turn 32 on Monday. So if I can get 
I think we can get, I think our car is capable of a top 15. If we get some track position, we can hold it. Uh, it'd, it'd be nice to end this trip around the sun with a solid day for sure. Wish you the best of luck, Cor. Flores, get them tight. Sub yeah. nine. Dang right. Any last words? Watch it on USA, guys. I believe it is 2.30 Eastern time. 2.30 local, 3.30 Eastern. Okay. Don't miss it. USA. And a reminder, too, after this race, the rest of the races, the end of 2023, every cup race will be on NBC. Tomorrow is on USA. Then we're on the big network for the final stretch of the champion, right? So tune in tomorrow. We'll be watching both of you guys, and we'll recap it all coming up next week. For Flores, oh. Corey, I'm Danielle. Corey has the last word. This is a sweltering show. What? <laughs> Good measure on the way out. Have a sweltering Sunday, everybody, like Corey will inside the car. This is Spare Change presented by Mobile One.